we all want to be happier. But how do we get there? First, we start by realizing happiness is not a destination. Being happy consists of micro action steps every single day. I'm your host, Brittany King, and I'm here to guide you along the way. Welcome back to the Positively Real podcast. I am your host and your coach, Brittany King. I am so excited. I have to think of a different word. I just, this is how I feel. Like I just get so excited to have my guests on the shows because I get an opportunity to learn and grow and share with you, my community and audience as well. And my guest today, her name is Sabi Kerr and she's a self-love coach. And if you know anything about me, you know, I my the foundation of my coaching is self-love. So to connect with another coach that also has self-love as her foundation gets me all so all sorts of feels. I'm just very mm-hmm. looking forward to this conversation and introducing her to my audience. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Super excited to be here. It's a jam on all things self-love with you. Oh, I'm so excited. And I'll give a little backstory of how I found Sabi because I we were just talking before we hit record, but I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram. As my listeners know, I talk about it a lot, um, but I was able through the wonderful World Wide Web and the Manifestation Babes podcast to find this beautiful soul. And I listened to the podcast and it was, she was speaking my language. So of course I went over to her Instagram and it just, everything that she believes and stands for and what she does was so aligned with what I do. So I really wanted to invite her to the show. So I like creepily sent a message. I slid into her DMs and she was chatting right back and we were able to make this happen pretty fast. So I'm just so grateful for your time and your energy and to be here with me. And total side note is I could listen to you talk all day because of your amazing accent. So <laughs> I'm just put that out there too. <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> so, Savvy, give a little introduction, like who you are, what you're about, where you're from, all of all of the goods. Mm, yeah, so I'm I'm Savvy, and I'm a self love coach. I'm also a yoga teacher, and I guide women to to love themselves, to be who they really are, you know, deeply who they are, to release the blocks that they have, to to feeling worthy so that they can call in the life that they're truly deeply desiring. And that life that you're deeply desiring comes from a place of deep worth and really knowing who you are and what you stand for, you know, and whatever those things you're desiring are, whether they're the external things, job, business, money, man, or whether they're just the internal feelings of confidence and inner power um, all of these things start with with self love and knowing that you're worthy of of being in that place. Mm-hmm. So for me, that really is the yeah the glue that brings everything together. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and it's it's interesting because it, we really cannot like show up as ourself unless we love ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I know I have a self love journey story, and as I'm sure do you. So how how did you get into this? Like, how did you come up with the realization that self-love is the way? Yeah. Um, I think part of it is because of my own sort of career path. Um, and I've tried many different things along the, along the route to, um, 
being you know a coach and, and a yoga teacher I tried many many different things and my life has very much been a a path of like following my curiosity um from being a dancer to doing an economics degree dance teacher to management consultant to primary school teacher a small business like all of these different things and the more my life progressed I started to ask myself or I started to look around and see that a lot of people weren't able to give themselves permission to explore the way I was um and I realized it was so, so much of why I could do that was this full giving myself permission to be who I was in that moment um, even if it didn't make sense to other people so I, I realized that that had been a big part of my journey before I even knew that that could have been a part of self-love um, and then when I you know got more into yoga and really started my spiritual journey um, and then eventually when I when I became a coach and I started working with women but I wasn't calling myself a self-love coach. I kind of just wanted to help everyone, you know? <laughs> and then um, I realized what, what is actually the, the link, all of these women that, that they're trying to, you know, whatever it was that they're trying to, to work on. Um, the thing that linked all of them was this feeling of, am I worthy of having that relationship that I really desire? Am I truly deeply worthy of having that job that I want? Um, so much of it was, am I worthy of this thing? So much of it was, can I really be who I am? Can I really claim my desires? And all of that is self-love for me. So I think all of those things tied together just made me feel like, yeah, this really, this is it, you know? And also the great thing about doing this work is anything that anybody wants kind of in their life, whatever it is, somehow self-love is is there you know so I feel like I'm still able to help people with different things mm -hmm. which I love you know my work is still quite varied but from that place of self-love and worthiness mm, I love it so how would you how would you describe or define self-love mm, yeah and that's a really beautiful question I think it's a little different for everyone you know because it's not a, a one answer fits all. Mm -hmm. For me, self-love is a deep acceptance for where you're at in this moment. Um, knowing that where you're at in this moment might be different to the next moment and the next. Um, knowing that we don't need to be fixed, you know, of course there is always improvement and growth that, that, that can happen, but that improvement and growth is coming from a place of I am enough rather than from a place of, of, of lack. So if you can really accept and love yourself where, you know, as you are right now, that is going to fuel your growth rather than the growth and the things that you're wanting coming from a place of like, I'm not good enough right now. I need to get these things to be good enough. Mm -hmm. So really, yeah, self-love is full radical acceptance of you right this moment whatever that looks like you know the beauty and the messiness and really for me the messiness is just as beautiful mm -hmm. i have like i have the chills i'm like yeah like this is exactly <laughs> why like it's just so funny law of attraction like how i was yeah. so drawn to you because of that exactly what you just said it's like that radical self-acceptance and that's what I teach my, my clients and my community is like loving yourself as you just are. Mm -hmm. So I want to talk about the messy parts. Now I want yeah. to 
get to that point of, okay, self-love is accepting yourself as you are in this moment, right? But what if you have gone through some pretty, for lack of a better word, like hard, nasty times, and you've made some not so great decisions and self-sabotage and uh, in, in any capacity, how do you love yourself from those places? Mm, yeah. Um, I think firstly, knowing that not loving yourself from those places is going to make it very, very hard for you to move forwards. Um, a big part of self-love is, is forgiveness as well. Forgiving yourself for those moments when maybe you weren't your total best self uh, at that one time. Um, and radical forgiveness of like, I love me enough to forgive myself for that moment where I showed up in a way that maybe I wouldn't want to again. Um, that's self-love, you know? Um, self-love is, is knowing that you might not always say or do the things that you, you hoped you would do, but you're human and you get to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Um, self-love is saying, okay, I'm going to try and show up in a better way next time because I love me. Mm-hmm. You know, self-love is just this radical, like, acceptance of the and I don't even like so much using the words good and bad anymore because you know like like we love to label good emotions bad emotions happy excited good angry frustrated bad you know but actually they are all just part of our human experience and when we release the need to label them as as positive or negative or good and bad um we get to create some space to feel them all. And when you can feel the things that were a bit more challenging or when you can forgive the things that were a bit more challenging and love yourself through those spaces, you're actually able to get to the air quote, good feelings, you know, quicker and in a more sustainable way. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's something that I've been really focusing on the past year or so is the not labeling the feelings good or bad. Mindfulness really helps with that. It's like, it's just a feeling or it's just an emotion. Um, But for someone that is so used to like having a a feeling that let's like label bad. So let's say, you know, there's guilt or Mm. yeah, let's just go with guilt and like, oh, that's bad. That's a bad feeling. And they want to close off to it. How does one open up to it? Mm, yeah a really beautiful way of opening up to those you know shadow emotions and shadow emotions being the ones that we that are uncomfortable and the ones that we want to push away the ones that feel like a bit icky and we don't really want to admit to what to other people or to ourselves sometimes um is to often ask like what is this showing me you know what is this showing me guilt is often a reminder of how it feels when we've done something that isn't really in alignment with who we are, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so it's a beautiful <laughs> awakening to like, hmm, maybe I acted in a way which is out of authenticity. Mm-hmm. This doesn't feel good for me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that again. And so it's like, how great that that feeling can give you that message. Mm-hmm. I really like um, jealousy actually mm-hmm. for this kind of example, because jealousy is often seen as that, that bad emotion, that thing that we shouldn't feel. But on the flip side, jealousy shows you what you're desiring. You know, if you see your best friend loved up and you're feeling super jealous or, you know, your your cousin making X amount of money a month and you're really jealous and it's like, 
how can you see that jealousy as just, wow, I must desire this too. This is actually showing me what I want. And if it's available for someone that I know and I'm close to, then it must be available for me too. So actually you can use that jealousy to, to help you get the things that you want to. So yeah, so I think um, a really beautiful way to start seeing them is to know that they're showing you something. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I do. I think that those, especially the, the lower vibration feelings, right? Like those mm. are the messengers, like that's, what's going to help us. Yeah. Uh, but in the beginning, there's such resistance, right? So it is like, what would be a tiny step that someone could take? Because, you know, we can talk about it because now we're, we're used to the practice. Yeah. Of it. But if someone is not used to it, what is like a small baby step to get to that place? Yeah, so I have a like a, a mini practice that I like to do and I like to share with, with my clients um, of really releasing resistance to the feeling. Um, so this could be, you could do this as like a, a five-minute meditation. You could do it for much longer if, if you had longer. Mm-hmm. And the first step is, you know, you can do this kind of closing your eyes. First step is just acknowledge what the feeling is. Actually give it a label, give it a word. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling guilty or I'm feeling jealous, you know, I'm feeling ashamed. Um, so label the feeling. Um, and then step two, just see, identify, eyes closed, identify if you can feel that in the body anywhere as tension, notice if, if, if that emotion is attached to a physical feeling in the body maybe it is maybe you can't feel anything if you can't and that's all good um and then from there notice how we are um wanting to push it away try not to do that try to breathe into that space of i'm feeling guilty right now so just start to notice the breath breathe in through the nose out through the nose If you can feel it as a physical sensation in the body, just watch and observe that place while you're breathing with each exhale and just send some energy there. So all you're doing is creating some space for it to be felt without pushing it away. You know, you can just do this for like a few minutes or five minutes. Um, And then some really powerful affirmations I like to use are, it's safe for me to feel Mm. guilty or I love the part of me that feels guilty, you know, mm-hmm. um, that doesn't mean that you love what you did, mm-hmm. but I love, I love that me, that me that's in this space of feeling guilty. So it's safe for me to feel guilty. I love the part of me that feels guilty and just breathe there for as long as you need, you know? Um, and sometimes those feelings start to dissipate and like soften by themselves just from staying in that space. So that's, you know, can just be a short meditation. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you might need to, release it a little more, shake the body, um, punch a pillow, journal it out, scream if you're in a place that you can use your voice that way, you know? Um, so those things can be powerful too. But yeah, I really like that exercise as a way to create some space and safety to feel those things. So anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I, there's so many things that you just said, that I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I just <laughs> did this breath work. I'm doing the six week six week breath work course. And we did these like really uh, intense breaths. And the mantra was it's safe to feel. Mm, I'm just hearing you say that it was that reminder. And as there's just been so much going on, like 
in the world and personal life. And I, the other day there was like, I could like feel the emotion and I was like, nope, don't do it. And then I was like, it's safe to feel. And it, it like, it washed over me, but it is so true. It's like, if you don't interrupt it, it like gets you to this place that it's like so much, you're just clear. And it's like a place of, of peace, even though there might still be a lot of stuff going on physically, it does bring you to a place of like calm and mm. peace, even if it's just temporarily, because typically the emotion comes back and you got to do it all over again. Right. But, um, I think that that's a beautiful practice and you can do that at any time. So I want to talk about then what happens when you resist, mm. because I always yeah. think of like what you resist persists and how that manifests in other ways. Yes what you resist persists. I love that. And feeling is healing, you know, (laughs) um, (laughs) when, when you resist it, it doesn't go away. You know, it, it stays that anger, that guilt, that frustration stays, you know, in the body. Um, it stays in the mind and it doesn't have a, like, it's not released. And when we don't create some space and time to release those more challenging emotions, they're just going to come back up again when we get triggered, you know? Mm -hmm. So whatever it was that made you feel guilty or jealous or um, when other experiences and events happen that may be similar, may not even be that similar, um, that remind you of that thing that happened, you know, those, those emotions get triggered again. And we realize that we're feeling things that aren't even to do with what are currently happening right now, but mm-hmm. something that happened in the past, mm-hmm. because in that past moment, we never gave ourselves space to feel those things, you know, and emotions are wanting to be felt. So yeah, what you're resisting not only persists, but festers too, <laughs> festers and comes out in, in ways that are not optimal, you know? Um, so, and the challenge with all of this is that of course it's not comfortable to feel these things. So we're trying to like sidestep that discomfort by not feeling things in the first instance, but then instead we get, who knows, weeks, months, years of these things repeating because we didn't give ourselves space. And that's actually way worse. That's actually way more uncomfortable, but we're just not always conscious of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That was when I really discovered like the, the journey of self-love was because the thing I was resisting kept persisting and it was manifesting in, mm. in terrible behavior, but I, I wasn't conscious of it. Yeah. So to become conscious of it, how, like, how does, how do you start? How do we become more conscious of, of the things that we're resisting and the patterns that we, we have no idea are even there? Mm, Yeah. So many different ways. Um, watching your, your language and your self-talk is always really, really powerful. Um, and getting, really acquainted with the words that you use, Mm -hmm. you know, to yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, And often the language that we use is a really big signal to the emotions that we're feeling and the way that we're treating ourselves. Um, So just start to get really dialed in with how you're, with how you're speaking to yourself, with, with the tone of your Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. self-talk. And 
that's a practice you know that, that's a practice if you're if you're brand new if you're brand new to this you might not even realize how much you're thinking and oh my god we humans like to think so much you know like non non-stop thinking so if you're new to this work have a journal you know have a journal with you or a notes section in your phone and just start to note down those thoughts which don't always feel great you know those thoughts which are critical, those thoughts which are um, putting you down, those thoughts where the, the tone is not empowering um, and start to notice the patterns in your language, mm. start to notice how the sentences start, um, start to notice how they make you feel too. Mm. So yeah, I think a really good place to start is just a practice of observing, observation of how you show up to you, you know? Absolutely. I mean, a hundred percent. And I think the important part to, to really touch on is even if you've been doing this for a while, it is a practice. Like that's the key word is it doesn't ever stop. We're just more aware of it. Like I still have to practice with my negative self-talk and I'll notice if it's a little bit harder and I'll have to take a step back, like, okay, what's really going on. But sometimes it's in like a loving way. Like, like, all right, like, come on, you got it. Like get your shit together. Like I'll have those types, which isn't like, it's, it's not as, as hard and as mean as it used to be prior to having this, the self-love practice. So I think that's like the, so important the hearing you say that I'm like, yes, it is an ongoing practice forever. And what you said too about language, it is, so important because we kept saying like feeling like I feel this. And a lot of times I hear people say, I am, I Mm. am stressed. I am anxious. I am jealous. And I, and I, I'm so hyper aware of that now. And I like have to catch people. I'm like, no, you're not. It's just a feeling. You're just, it's a temporary feeling. But when you associate with it, it becomes an identity almost. Mm, so that's my, what you said earlier about affirmations so resonated because the affirmation is I am blank. So it really helps kind of give your power back instead of take it away through mm. identifying with those low, low vibration types of feeling and emotion. Mm. So great. So I've had, I want to, I want to touch on like what this practice of self-love in the wellness industry, and then really get into spiritual bypassing and, and where there is an incongruency, because there's definitely something that is, has been missed in my, my teachings and in my practice and people that I have learned from that sidestep what's going on in the world. And Mm -hmm. I'm so, you know, I, I'm like very aware of it. And I definitely have felt that guilt along with it because I didn't know, like I didn't know any better. So yeah. I'm, I'm very curious about your perspective on what's going on, especially within the wellness industry and with um, spiritual bypassing. Yeah. So, and me. firstly, yeah, first, yeah, this is so connected to self-love because if you see, you know, like we both do, self-love is this all-encompassing practice of radi- radical self-acceptance we're not bypassing the messy parts. We're not bypassing the uncomfortable parts. We are truly welcoming in and exploring all parts of our being. You know, we're saying everything is welcome here, even the uncomfortable bits. That's, that's what's really important to me um, with guiding women to love themselves. Um, and what I see in our industry is there is so much talk of love and light <laughs> that 
the uncomfortable parts of real life sometimes get sidestepped. Um, so I know, you know, recently I've been using what's going on in the world with racism as 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 um, a way of you know explaining that that's what's going on right now in our industry. But you know, you can spiritually bypassing can be used for anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but why this current topic has been really frustrating for me is to see our community, you know, bypass very real issues, very real pains, very, very real challenges in the name of love and light, using using toxic positivity, you know, using the idea of like, oh, it's a bit negative if we talk about racism all the time. It's a bit negative to talk about oppression all the time. Like, you know, let's send some prayers there. Let's send some love there. Let's send some light there. And that's enough. And it's like, that is not enough. You know, yes, we can send love and prayers, but we actually need to take action too. Um, So spiritually bypassing the topic of racism is really to use spiritual concepts and terms, ideas of love and light, ideas of let's keep everything positive, ideas of being, you know, not grounded um, to sidestep the very real issues that are going on. And that is painful for me to watch first of all and also it's like this idea of how can you call yourself spiritual if you're not loving people that really need the love right now you know so it totally goes against what spirituality is Mm -hmm. and it's like this total disconnect between the front-facing message of spirituality and then actually what's going on behind the scenes in a lot of conscious communities, you know, I lived in Bali for, for quite a while, um, where it's a little bubble there and people forget sometimes what's really going on in the world. Um, so this just needs to be talked about way more often and especially now more than ever. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, so much. So much to unpack there because I agree and I, I like... I fell into that that bubble um, because it was never brought to my attention really in my in my teachings and what I have focused in on. And in the beginning, like the, the past couple of weeks, I like it was like this aha moment of wow, like falling into toxic positivity and spiritual bypassing of just a way of like, Oh, that's uncomfortable. Like, let's just not go there. But you can't sidestep that because then you're only living in the half truth. And I think what you, what you mentioned with, you know, what the real meaning of spirituality is, it's like, it's, it doesn't just look good on the outside because what really matters is what's going on on the inside. And it goes back to the good and bad thing. It's like, we don't need to be just like, good, nice people. Like we have to be able to really see all encompassing of, of everything. And again, like doing something about it because I agree like love and light. And I'm so guilty of, of using that phrase in the past, not in this particular where we're at in the world today, but in the past, I've just like all love, like, you know, because that's what I learned. And I realized that that's only such a small piece of it. And so I've had my own awakening and really I'm like fully understanding and I'm so grateful. And again, like the practice of self-love is like not beating myself up. Like I'm allowing myself to be in those feelings. Like you had said, I'm just sitting in the guilt because 
I, I, I don't want to push it off right away. I want to yeah. feel this so I can do something about this in the now and in the future. Like, I don't want this just to be something of like, okay, it's gone. Like, it's not my, you know, I've pushed past it. It's like, no, like I'm just going to sit in this for a little bit. I know that I can be okay. Cause I know it's safe to feel and I'm okay yeah. with that. And I have the tools. And I think that that's a really big part. I think the love and light is an armor of like, I'm actually afraid of, of like, can I handle this emotion? So I'm just going to put up this wall and not allow it all the way fully in. Mm -hmm. And that's a problem. Yeah, absolutely. So that's a big problem in, in our industry and being um, in it for as long as I have been. And now I've, I'm, and I'm, I'm an observer now and I've always been an observer, but more so in the past couple of weeks. And it's, it's very hard to unsee. Yeah. Yeah, like absolutely. It's now that I'm aware it's, it's always going to be there. So mm -hmm. I, I'm curious because I know that this has been really hard and I, I'm sure like from your perspective, it's just like, you just want to shake people, right? And you're like, mm. it's not all love and light. How, yeah. how do you lovingly send that message when, when people automatically respond of like, Oh, I don't want to talk about that. That's negative. Or, mm -hmm. Oh, like, can we just not like, can we just keep it light? Like, how do you respond in a loving way? Yeah. And I think it's redefining what your love and light is. And I think I said this in the live that you watched. Um, again, I'll use anti-racism as an example, but it can really be used for any topic or concept that's uncomfortable to look at. Mm -hmm. Um, if you're saying, I don't want to be talking about, you know, racism all the time because it's negative, because it's like, it's uncomfortable. Um, you have to realize that doing anti-racism work is a work of deep love for the planet, for people that really, really need mm -hmm. um, that kind of love, you know, for people that have been in a system which has mistreated them for for lifetimes mm -hmm. so you doing that work is the greatest act of, of love that is love and light that is the real deal love and light so i think it's it's helping people reassess what love and light actually means because i'm for sure i'm all about the love and light but my love and light includes this stuff too um so i i think it's yeah, a reassessment and a redirection of like what love is actually, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and when people see, re finally see that this is a work of love, I think that that hopefully is the shifter. Mm -hmm. Oh, I, yes, that is, I mean, at, from my experience of like becoming very still with everything, that's what I came back to because mm -hmm. I've noticed within myself and the like, love and light and, you know, positivity, we go to solutions. It's like the, the reaction is solutions. I'm a very solution driven person. I'm like, okay, what are we going to do? But it was really interesting for myself. I just went very still. And that's mm. not like me. Like I'm a very, and I'm not a reactive person. I'm just an action. Like, okay, we're going to fix things. I want to fix everything. And it's like, that's not what happened. And that was a really big, like, a moment for me to be still mm. with it and realize like what why I was so still and the love that it really is like we everybody comes from love but it's important to understand really what that means it's like love for 
our collective, like all human beings and not just yeah. like sending it this way and doing this and looking good on the outside. And it's like the, like, are we performing or are we transforming? And that's mm-hmm. kind of where I have found this like divide is like, we doing this just to look good or are we actually going to make change and maybe we don't see it directly in our generation but like i feel like it's a responsibility of mine now to make sure that the the future generations have this um, awareness and understanding that i did not have so i think that that is it's so important like i love that to like redirect like what does that love actually mean like what do you mean by that Yeah. And that, you know, might be hard for some people to answer right away. So they might need like you to take that pause Mm -hmm. and to take those reflection moments because, you know, this, this might be something that they've never thought about. Um, Mm -hmm. So taking those moments Mm -hmm. to actually be still Mm -hmm. is really, really important. Yeah. Yeah. Important. So Sabi, how do, how do we bring the we to wellness? Because I feel like wellness is not, inclusive like I just I the more I really have thought about and understood like how do we make this a we because there's opportunity in it big time I just I don't I don't see it right now Mm, yeah and I'm glad that more people are realizing that that's the case you know but it's it's something that has been apparent to me and I'm sure most other people of color like forever Mm -hmm. um from the moment you step into your first yoga studio um and to many white people, it's just been something that has not been seen because you haven't been impacted by it. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that people are finally realizing that it's a very, very real issue. Um, I think we have to be very careful of all of the performative things that are being done. Again, like, you know, you know, like you said, to look good, mm-hmm. you know, the just quickly hiring some black and brown people, mm-hmm. um, just like, putting pictures up of the black and brown people to like, oh yeah, to check that box. Right, um, right. And while yes, it would be great to hire more black people and people of color. Um, that is great. It's not that that isn't great, but if you don't know why you're doing it, then that's not going to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. Then you're not going to continue to do it. So really the basis for any of this needs to be, education um, and speaking to people that really know what they are talking about in terms of diversity and wellness so whether you know if you're a studio or a company actually learning from and paying people that are experts in this field Mm -hmm. you know whether it means bringing on an expert in diversity to your company or whether it means going and taking lots of trainings with someone um like that is so important to do that and not as just a one and done check the box thing. Mm. This is, this is, and I, I see this as like a work. It's like a, like self-love. Self-love is not you arrive, you're done. <laughs> check that box, you know, Hopefully. self-love is a, is a daily commitment mm. and anti-racism and making any, you know, spaces diverse. Is a, is a daily commitment. It's something that you continuously need to review and look at. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, definitely starting with education and with investing in experts in this field that mm-hmm. really know what they're talking about and how to help you mm-hmm. do it so that it's not just performative, mm-hmm. so that you're not just checking the box to look good. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's been like the, the, 
the takeaways that I have, like just all the reflecting that I've done is like, that's the key is education and, and paying the educators to, to come in and teach. So then it becomes a daily practice, but it definitely is not a like, okay, I, I put the black square on Instagram, check it off. Or we did a charity donation class like that. That's nice. But I just, I'm like, where is the impact? Like really what is the impact that it's going to create? And it has, I mean, everything has, it's like, like I said earlier, like my, I, I can't un, unsee, like I've noticed it more. Like I'll go on websites and different companies and brands that I like. And I'm like, there's no one rep- like I couldn't, if I had the roles reverse, I'm like, how could I see myself wearing this clothes or joining this, uh, this company or wanting to join their program if I don't see anyone that looks like me. And I've yeah. never thought like that in my life. And I'm mm. so, I'm so grateful that I, that I am thinking like that. And I have this, this new awareness or new filter because obviously we have filters because we can only take in so much and that's my filter right now. So mm. I'm curious and like for you going to a yoga class and not really seeing anyone that, that looks like you, what had you keep, like what, what, pushed you to keep going back yeah um firstly I love that you're going onto websites and that you're conscious of that now um that's that that's great because you know for that's just been a part of my and almost I've almost normalized it because I'm so used to looking at pictures of people's retreats and it's all white people like there's like nothing normal about that I've I've normalized it but it's still there for me as like as an observation um I think for me, I've never felt really out of place. I also grew up in London, which was more diverse as a city, you know, as a city, it's very diverse, which is like really beautiful um, as a city. But then, you know, as a wellness, as the wellness industry, if you go into yoga classes or spiritual events or self-development things or my yoga teacher trainings, um, yeah, there is mostly white people. That's just that's just how it is all over the world. Mm-hmm. When I was in Bali, you know, it was definitely way way more than London. Um, and I think I just got used to it. You know, I think I just got used to it. And it's it's a shame even saying that, but it's like, what was the alternative? Right. You know, what was the alternative? And I I've always managed to get the work as, as a yoga teacher that I wanted and you know I know I'm a great teacher but there's always that thing in the back of your mind of like why am I the only teacher that looks like me you know why aren't there more people that are doing this event or teaching at this place that look like me why do I have to hold this fort down for mm-hmm. you know the black people and people of color mm-hmm. in this industry at this event you know so I think for me, it wasn't a massive feeling of not fitting in, but a subtle frustration that was there underneath it all of like, this shouldn't be like this, mm-hmm. but I don't know what to do right. to, to change things. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think I'm, I'm hopeful because that's, I can't help myself. I am an optimist. I do feel like there is a big shift. I think there has been a conscious awakening and on some level, I mean, with pandemic to bit like to what we're experiencing right now, I do think there's a shift and I'm hope and I am hopeful that the websites that we look at and the events, I I do hope that they're going to, to change. Me too. And I think 
purely from the fact that like the posts that I've written in the last few weeks, these are just things that I've always felt, you know, like these are no, these are not my new thoughts. These are thoughts from like 10 years ago. (laughs) Um, But if I'd posted these posts that I'm posting on Instagram now, like a month or two ago, they would not have been received the way they've been received now. People are actually listening to them and are actually taking in what I'm saying, which for me is a, yeah, is a sign that people are, are ready to start mm-hmm. doing something about this. So I, I feel, yeah, I feel like d- definitely more hopeful than I have been before, which, yeah. is, which is great. I, I'm sure there's a part that's like, hello, like, you guys relate to the party. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, this is what we've been thinking and feeling <laughs> like ever. Like, when uh, you guys are like, what? You know, yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> uh, and I can, like, I put myself, like, I just, I think about that a lot. Like, I would, I would be very, like, I'd be like, okay, yeah, like, we'll believe it. Like, cause, like, hello, this has been going on for so long. And, like, uh, like I have, I've realized, like, I'm a part of that problem. And it's interesting to have that shift. And, and I guess this is where the self-love comes in because I'm not going to beat myself up or be hard on myself or be in a place where like shaming at mm. all, it really is like, okay, like what are these feelings? Why are they here? Like, what are they? Okay. Like this is what's going on. And it is yeah. like such a, it really does make it come full circle is when you're, when you're feeling like the, the messy, ugly, dark, shadowy parts. Like I feel like I had to go into like little cobwebs that I thought <laughs> I cleaned, cleaned up, but they're still there. And I had to go into those shadows and like bring light to it and really understand like, all right, this is what's, this is what's going on in, in my world. Uh, and it's been, I mean, like any sort of work, it's so uncomfortable and it's so messy, but that's why self-love is so important. And I just so appreciate you and your time and the work that you're doing because there is such a side that's like rainbows and butterflies. And I'm, I've been in the rainbows and butterflies land, uh, especially when I was younger. But as I've gotten older and, and meet more people like you and I'm exposed to, to different beliefs and that have the same like mission, but a different perspective, it just opens up a whole new world. So I'm just mm-hmm. really grateful for you and that and oh, the time thank that, you. that you've put into Thank you. Picture. And you know, like there is all of the space for rainbows and butterflies too, right? <laughs> like I'm a very positive person. Like I'm a very smiley person. I love the rainbows and butterflies, but it's like, here's the thing. We get to have both. Yeah. We do not have to choose. We can have the rainbows and the butterflies as well as the shadows, you know? That is what makes up being human. The ebbs and flows, the highs and lows. We can't just have the rainbows and butterflies. So I think it's like, yeah, it's not that the love and light is bad. It's beautiful and it's needed. But we can have that and the other stuff. Absolutely. It's that's like pretty little bow on it right there because it is like that is a part of being human it's the the rainbows butterflies sunshine but then also the messy dark parts and like you said in the beginning like those are like those are almost the the best parts because it really allows you to really step into who who you are and who you want to be Uh, because the other side too much of that is not authentic it's not real it's 
it's not, um, yeah, it's, it's not a realistic place to be. And I've had so many people ask me, they're like, do you ever have a bad day? Like you're always so happy. And I'm like, of course I do. Like, of course I just, I have the tools through self-love to like pick me up out of those places. So I don't sit and fester in it. And I think that's like the best part about having this practice and, and having the, the gift to teach it to other people mm, as well. Absolutely. So what would be, I love leaving um, my listeners with an action step, like something that they can do to really cultivate uh, this practice of self-love, especially if they've been in a a bit of a heavier place, if they feel heavy on their heart and their mind, um, and they're kind of stuck. Let me a really, really simple one that's part of my morning, my daily morning routine. I do a couple of different things, but one of my, one of the things is just to check in with how I'm feeling each morning and I write it down, you know, in this moment, I'm feeling whatever it is. So that, that, that takes like 10 seconds, right? But to get into a, a daily habit of checking in and making space. And the more you do that, it trains you to accept whatever it is like okay in this moment I'm feeling really energized in this moment I'm feeling like exhausted you know um so I think that's something that everyone can do takes you like you know 10 seconds and it helps you to come to a space of acceptance with wherever you're at Mm -hmm. I love that love it easy practice and it can be done in your morning routine which is also very important of having something that you do for yourself first thing in the morning. Awesome. Thank you so much. And where can, where can people find you? Yeah. Um, so over on my Instagram is where I hang out a lot. It's just my name, sabby.ker and my website, sabby.ker.com. So I've got lots of, you know, free resources and lots of different content on my Instagram, um, as well as ways to work together if you're interested in that. Um, so yeah, love to, love to have, you, your, your, your people find me. <laughs> yes, um, will. I will make sure I put all of that in the show notes. I'm curious. This is my last question. Well, I have two more questions. Number yeah. one, if there was a book that could be in a curriculum that you've read that you think that, um, you know, get to oh, education yeah. earlier on, um, what, what would it be? Mm, um, I would, there's quite a few, but I'm going to go with a return to love just from mm-hmm. what we've spoken about today, Marianne Williamson. Mm-hmm. The premise of the whole book is that when we are born, we are conditioned perfectly for love. Mm-hmm. You know, that is our true essence. Love is who we are. And we have just learnt <laughs> things like scarcity and not good enough and competition we will learn all of these things all of these things are learned behaviors and Mm -hmm. so if we have learned them we can also unlearn them and our spiritual journey why we're here on this earth is to unlearn those things that have taken us away from love and return ourselves back to love, which is our true essence. So yeah, that should definitely be on the school curriculum. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That should just be on the curriculum for right now because it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it's literally everything we just talked about. It's like yeah. how to unlearn these things so we can learn back to love. Um, yeah. I will put that book in the show notes as well. And my last question is, what would you say your superpower is? Or if I asked your friends and family, like what, you know, what superpower you possess what would they say 
Mm. Oh, good question. I'm feeling maybe in something that I've heard a lot recently is um, people feeling really safe and seen in my presence. So yeah, I think a superpower of just helping people feel seen and safe Mm. and able to be who they are. Yes, I would definitely agree. In the short time that I've gotten to know you, I would definitely say the same. So love it. Thank Um, you. Thank you so much for being on the show. And thank you for sharing uh, all of all of your knowledge, your experience. And I just so appreciate everything that you're doing. Mm, Thank you so much for having me. All right. How about that conversation? What a doll. Oh my gosh. Her voice, Sabi's voice is so dreamy. I could listen to her all day. I have now made it my mission to go to London and take her yoga class, but there was so many good nuggets in there. I hope you go back and listen to this again, taking notes. And it's just, it's so important to recognize that Loving ourselves means loving ourselves through the shadows, through the darkness, through the parts of ourselves that we don't necessarily are super proud of, or we promote all over the place. Like those are the places that we need to love ourselves the most. And when we're having a challenging time, the practice of waking up and paying attention to how you feel is so powerful. It's a tiny thing that you can do that will have a huge impact on you over time. It's not something that you just do once and you'll feel better, but if you do this consistently, I guarantee that you will be way more in tune with how you're feeling and recognizing that it is safe to feel whatever you're feeling. And I know sometimes it doesn't feel safe or you don't necessarily feel like you can handle the difficult emotion, but you can and you will and you have people and resources to help you with whatever it is that you need. I'm one of those people. Sabi's one of those people. There's tons of resources out there. So remember, if you're having a hard time right now, you don't have to do this alone. Reach out. There's a community of people that open arms, want to help, and are there to guide you along the way. So that's it, my friend. I hope that you're having a beautiful day. And you know, you got to love yourself and own your happiness and let your light shine because you are so worthy of it. I will catch you next time.